Stevenson. I'm so glad to have this opportunity to unburden myself to you after such a lengthy and indeed gratifying discussion with your father. I have no doubt but that you have some inkling of the nature of our conversation about the continued prosperity and, indeed, profitability of the Stevenson Engine Works and the manner of carrying that success into a second and third generation. Roberta merely regarded him with as little expression as she could muster, and gave no sign that she had heard his words. I owe my every success in life to my employment with your father these past five years, years that have seen me give all my energies and loyalties to the continued advancement of the business. I must admit that the honor your father has presented to me in his address has gone straight to my heart. It is far more than I might have indeed had any right to expect words fail me to frame the gratitude and utmost respect i feel in return for his faith he has expressed in me he has given his opinion to me that he feels that i above all others he could name offer the greatest prospect of solid and enduring management to the business what do you think of that miss stevenson i hope you and the business will be very happy together mr postlewaite Postlewaite's shoulders slumped. I did not mean— I must assure you that I did not assume— You must surely understand that the management of the Stevenson Engine Works must be placed into the hands of a new manager at some date in the future. It is most assuredly in your interest, as well as your father's, that this manager shall have a long and successful history of participating in the enterprise as a member of the family. In his long experience and wisdom— your father has determined that the best man to entrust the future of both family and engine works is into the hands of myself. Am I to understand that you wish to dispute your father's judgment? Roberta strove to keep her voice steady. And was there any suggestion in the discussion with my father that the management of the Stevenson engine works might possibly include the management of the owner's daughter, myself? Am I included in the business? Did the two of you consider your suitability to undertake that task? Why, Miss Stevenson? Dear Miss Stevenson, that the conclusion of the business could only be resolved by this discussion with yourself was in no doubt. I thought it had been quite clear for many months that I hold you in high esteem. I admire your beauty and your amiable qualifications. I assure you that I can offer you my complete and undivided devotion, and that my protection of yourself will always be as important to me as the regard I shall give to the business. I will never be ungenerous and negligent in my care of you when we are married. Mr. Postlewaite, you must realize that you are too hasty. You have not yet been so generous as to offer me a proposal, a proposal that I must emphatically refuse. Refuse? His face reddened. I assure you that my intentions towards you carry the utmost respect for your feelings and situation. Thank you for making your intentions so clear to me, Mr. Postlewaite. I fear your expressions of devotion lack only one thing, that you may have the feeling of a suitor towards the object of his affections, but perhaps you have done that in your own way. I thank you for this interview, but it is over and will never be repeated under any circumstances. Good day. Roberta closed the library door behind her with a great deal less force than her mood demanded, but she heard its thud answered by the sounds of movement in the drawing-room. 
She turned away from that direction and set her foot on the staircase, not pausing until she reached the next floor and entered her own room. There she refused to succumb to the despair of throwing herself on the bed. Arms crossed, she stood in the window, looking out at the modest grounds in the rain. Her outrage, not directed at Martin Postlewaite, but squarely at her father, brought bile to her throat. How could he? She suspected she would very soon find out. The voices from downstairs mapped the conversation that must certainly be ensuing from her departure. She heard the library door open and close twice. She heard the sounds of Martin Postlewaite receiving his hat and coat from the housekeeper and leaving by the front door. She stepped away from her window so she did not have to watch him leave. Footsteps ascending the stairs alerted her to the knock on the door well before it came. "'Come in, father.' George Stevenson walked into the room and seated himself in a chair near the head of the bed. At forty-four he was...